Hey everyone, welcome to NFL Unwrapped. I'm Corbin Weinerman, joined by, as always, Christian McGowan and Perry Aston. Guys, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? What's going on, guys? We got a really exciting episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including, of course, the Kareem Hunt situation. But before we do, I want to remind all of you guys to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at NFL Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter, at Corbin Unwrapped. You can follow Perry on Twitter, at Perry Aston, and Christian on Twitter, at McGowan75. Also, go ahead and listen to us either on the Apple iTunes podcast app or on podcast.com. Transitioned over to there. Um, also, make sure to check out the Pulse Podcast Network. We're a member of the family now. They got a lot of really good podcasts going on, a lot in the sports world. So, um, yeah, go ahead and check that stuff out. Yeah, that's at Pulse Pod Network on Twitter. Definitely an awesome place to go for a one-stop shop for all types of sports podcasts and a tons of other stuff, too. But, yeah, great intro, Corbin. It's great to do a podcast with the three of us. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's nice to be in one location together for once. And make that Los Angeles, too, for all of our East Coast and Midwest listeners, South listeners. Weather's beautiful, even though it's still cold. I'm sure you guys are dying in the snow, so I'm going to take this any day. We got uh, Seif, who's been on a few podcasts. He's in San Francisco right now, and he said he's complaining about the weather in in L.A. until, until he goes to San Francisco and he realizes... Wow, it really wasn't that cold in L.A. Yeah, no, until someone <laughs> actually goes to, like, Buffalo goes or to anywhere you know, else. It's always Jersey. somewhere else, like, in their co yeah. like, No, it's colder over here. It's a bigger dick <laughs> contest kind of thing where it's like, no, we're right. colder here. No, I wear a thicker North Face than you do. <laughs> and Eskimos are just like, eh? <laughs> and they don't say anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they just shiver. That's All how right. they communicate. Let's get into some stuff that's been going on around, on around the NFL Obviously, first off, we got to start with the Kareem Hunt situation, wow. just uh, just out of nowhere. Um, for anyone who has been living under a rock and doesn't know what's ha- what happened, uh, Kareem Hunt, the starting running back and star running former, back, former. former former starting running back and still star running back, even though he isn't employed of the Kansas City Chiefs. There was a video that TMZ released during this past week of him um, punting, yeah, and I pushing. Mean, I mean, it's Phys- physically hunting, physically it's, abusing. No, it was it was really bad. And the thing is, with TMZ, it's almost not funny to think that they are one of the most advanced forms of media or a source for the NFL because they're the ones that release most of these videos. Exactly. They're the ones that actually put out evidence that quote unquote police have been investigating or yeah. asking for or teams have been denied access how does tmz have the fucking video how how does that happen because they're literally ruining careers making careers changing careers by themselves this is a news outlet a drama outlet this is supposed to be it's so tmz at this point it seems like they're the ones actually getting the facts though well, yeah, getting the video yeah, evidence people oh. proposition tmz to buy the videos and they're willing to buy them. no the yeah. nfl should seriously and this is not a joke hire the tmz freelance sometimes during these investigations if they're the only ones that have been able to get their hands on these kind of videos do you hire them freelance as something, or at least make some sort of effort. Really to quickly, show? so we said that Kareem Hunt punted and physically abused, but he physically abused a woman. Uh, yes. I believe she was 19 years old. It was a whole group um, of of people yeah. too on this. I think we tweeted out the video. We too, did. Right? We tweeted the yeah, video so and all guys, of the news too. So if you need any update, go it's check bad. that out. Summary of the what happened. It was bad. Bad enough to where we all agree that he most likely will not play football. In the NFL, maybe in some weird Japanese league. I personally don't ever want to see him on a football field again. It's no. kind of just like Ray Rice. They both wore the same number, very eerie, similar situations. One of them was in, a, in a hotel, hotel uh, you know, hallway. One of them was in a hotel elevator. elevator yeah. So at that point, you need to be smart. You're making X amount of dollars and you are this famous that well, people even if, even if look up to you. But, but regardless, and this is not okay for anyone, but I'm just talking about the fact of how can you be this careless? Like, how can you be this stupid? At what? First of all, as a society, we're better than this. And we're past this at 2018. I said that on the Fantasy Podcast. I'll say it on every podcast that anyone asks me a question about this. I'm allowed to have an opinion. It's it's screwed up. It's not okay. And there's no, I saw some people on Twitter almost like making scenarios to where, you know, it could have, in, in any way, it was like oh, the responses God. I was seeing, it was like, I don't even care if anything you're saying is valid. Like, how is there any scenario that you could twist this to where it's okay to just physically assault someone else, especially a woman? And as a kid, it's like, yeah, I fight people. And so I used to fight all the time. But when you grow up, 
to have to punch another person in the face, you'd have to get to a level of rather you're just still a kid and you're stupid as shit. Or if you're a grown ass person, it has to be a reason to assault someone or you know, really hurt someone. Like yeah, it has to be something serious. But when it comes down to hitting a woman, call me old fashioned, you know, or just call me a normal human being with with morals. But it's not okay. And if you are an athlete that people look up to you and children are you're supposed to be an example for them, that's even worse. Shame too. on you. That's it. That's all I have to say. Shame on you. Yeah. This was horrible. And supposedly the Chiefs knew about this beforehand and they had asked Kareem Hunt about this. Right. Um, part of the reason why supposedly they released him outright was because he had lied to them. I mean, whether he lied or not, if he hadn't lied and he had told them the truth, then they probably would have released him a while ago. Well, so, this is yeah. just well, politics and sports, too. Like, dude, how much does wins outweigh a quote-unquote investigation where nothing is proven? Like, NFL teams almost look at this like, it's okay, or it's like it's very fine line, yeah. which is what is so screwed up about the whole situation. That's why seeing a team like the Chiefs, regardless of if it took to this point, seeing a video and seeing them cut him immediately, at least that shows that they're holding some sort of you know, absolutely no tolerance policy, True. at least on some end, because I just feel like there's been but, such. But why does there have to be a video? But why does there have to be a video? They I completely all, agree. They, they had to have known to some degree he laid agree. a hand on a woman in February. No, if he, the only way. But that's where you, you, you are, you know, innocent until proven guilty. So yeah. you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. If it's nothing more than just an accusation, look at Ezekiel Elliott not saying he's guilty or not because I wasn't there. I don't know, but in a court of law. He is innocent, so yeah. but he was still suspended six games by the NFL. It just doesn't make sense now. They need to find clear standards and be moral humans about this. If there's even a rumor about it, and it's proven that there's something more to just an accusation, there needs to be more action put in from the NFL. Yeah, and Christian, to your question about why didn't they just release him earlier if they knew this happened, we don't know how much the Chiefs knew beforehand. I mean... Obviously, Kareem Hunt lied about what happened. If he said nothing really happened, they don't well, have much other evidence. What he said in the interview was, all I lied about was the fact there was a video. So in his interview... I, I, don't, I don't believe that, though. Like you really, well, so, Someone's lying. Someone uh, Kareem is Hunt. lying. Kareem Hunt is, right? I mean, he's... Well, he lies. He's he saying he said <laughs> he, there was he lied no at video. Some point. Well, apparently in the interview that you guys were saying he had, I didn't even get to watch it yet. He's saying, you know, that's not me. I mean, it is you. It is it's you, you on hitter. tape, and you're the one that yeah. did it. So I'm confused where in any way, you know, your advisor who was smart enough to put you on tape to give you some sort of chance to at least have spotlight to say something to help yourself rather than just riding off in the sunset as a silent abuser. You know, you didn't really do much to salvage yourself, but there really wasn't much to do. Your career's done. That's it. I want to bring up uh, a take about this that probably not many people are going to think about. And it's not saying that this is right at all. Um, but, I mean, if you're Kareem Hunt, you have to imagine that TMZ or whoever had this video probably let him know before they released it onto the internet and probably went to him and demanded some sort of Oh, they of shopped money it around for sure. Right, but if you're Kareem Hunt, how do you let this get out? I mean, same thing could be said about the Ray Rice situation, but, and again, this isn't to say that it's right or not for me to say, oh, well, I wish it didn't come out. I'm glad this came out. I'm glad mm -hmm. we know who Kareem Hunt is and that he does not have a job. Now, he rightfully so was cut, but just thinking about it from Kareem Hunt's perspective, how do you let this get out? It just depends it? on the person who had the yeah, video. I know. It's that that person either cream hunt and pony up enough money, I, or that person would sell to anyone that isn't cream hunt. Yeah, or, or yeah, this person the highest bidder, or this person was just out to get cream hunt. That person could have just exactly. seen the video and wanted to and, and be a decent person. I don't and, know. And let's be honest: if it came up that he had wired two hundred fifty k to buy a video of him. That's be even it. worse. That's it. Just go to the country. You're done. Bye. <laughs> that's even like, worse. That's I don't think that would have been as bad as the actual video because you can imagine. No, the video would come out. The video come out. If, but, if, if it came out that you paid off that, for a video, that's you at least tried to. Like, this there was some sort of proven double. conversation that you attempted to buy out this video for 200k, and then it released. Now, oh, at that if point, it released, we found out, if oh, then that's, it what, released. that's what we're I'm saying, saying. I'm saying if the report just came out that he paid for a video, but we didn't see the paid video. For a video, it's all alleged. It's all alleged at that point. At exactly. that point, it's back exactly. to the situation of 
The team has to give the player the benefit of the doubt because of how this country is set up to where you are innocent until proven guilty. And at the same time, if you have someone that you're paying a lot of money and you trust and they look you in the face and say, nothing has happened, there's nothing going on, and there's no facts, no you know, proven evidence and no investigation moving towards an answer, you're going to have to just take that answer. And what are you going to do? Cut him because you just have this gut feeling? No, you're not. But at I the same time, it's back to the- some sort of investigation on the team part other than they just interviewed Kareem Hunt and just- Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that this would have been okay if he had mm. bought the video. I'm glad this came out. Um, but just- interesting to think about that because we know that had to have happened someone had to have approached him at some point but there was also a report that the nfl supposedly told the chiefs to stop trying to find the video apparently i believe the nfl and the chiefs both knew that there was a video out there but the nfl told the chiefs stop looking for it i mean if teams you can get it you can get it and uh there's, poli- there's, there's police officers that should have been involved as well, so it's kind of confusing. Yeah, obviously how- there was a criminal act. We all we all saw. It's confusing yeah, how happened. police officers couldn't have obtained this either, considering they are. Oh, the just- police have as much money as the I mean, chiefs that's. But regardless, you can just walk into the hotel when there's something like this happening, and if it's a proper investigation, you can see, require to that, see that, the tapes. See, that's what I'm understanding. Is- I'm confused how it, they to me, had. It seems more like there was a person that just people. stole this, like that stole it. whoever I, works there. I don't know. Whatever, t- however, teams he gets it. At least true colors are shown. That's what I want to know. Conspiracy <laughs> theories unwrapped. So uh, to move on, Spencer Ware is going to be backing up Cream or was backing up Cream Hunt. Now is the starter. I personally want to see a Jamal Charles uh, reunion. Maybe you know he's I, still a free he's, agent. I mean, they did they did just sign Charkandrick West, so the yeah. chances of that are. I don't think Charles is slim. playing in the NFL again. You don't think so? You don't think so? A little, little third string action. A little coming third up? string action. Little, yeah, little, I can see little, it. Little just slip, I don't. I don't see. Yeah. I don't see him signing anywhere where he's going to be the third string. I mean, CJ. Oh, let's bring it up now. I mean, CJ Anderson just signed yeah, with Anderson the Raiders. So. Okay, CJ Anderson at the peak of his powers what, what versus for the Panthers Jamal this Charles. Year, though? He was a decent backup. He didn't do anything for the past. They released yeah. him. And so now at this point, if he can um, find himself a job, I'm sure Jamal Charles can as well. A nostalgic running back to be your RB3 is almost <laughs> worse than little penny. Because who are going to buy his jersey? If Jamal Charles signed back to the Chiefs, you know, yeah. trendy. He's going to make some money. Every douchebag in a bar in America will be wearing a Jamal Charles <laughs> jersey next weekend. I guarantee it. Depending on the team he's on, I might snag one. And to stay on, on, a, on a similar but very sad tone of, of domestic abuse, Reuben Foster was claimed by the Redskins. I want to hear you guys' comments. I mean, I'm going to start off with this one. Reuben Foster, you're a fucking asshole. Look at what you've done the last six months. It's how many, what, look at your track record as a human being. Your stock was plummeting before the draft because of everything coming out about you. Top 10 to the second round. Right, and a team no, well, jumps, and, jumps and into the end of the first. first and it was the Saints uh, were trying to grab him at the end of the first round and were literally on the phone with him until the 49ers, I believe, moved up yeah. right before and snagged Ruben Foster at the tail end of the first. And that's a team taking a chance on talent at that point and hopefully that this dude isn't a complete... You know, disaster off. He just off made a mistake. In his 19th he made a mistake. You, know, you can take that chance. Look at Joe Mixon right now. Yes, it's he still abused a woman on tape. So there should be no reason why Joe Mixon is playing in the NFL right now, and why it's any different for Kareem Hunt. So we can have that conversation later if you want to, because I saw a side by side video of well, one's twenty-four, Mi- one's eighteen. Regardless, though, there should that if you were going to talk about us having this stance on abusers and all this stuff, there should be no reason why we. Yeah. Let you go to the NFL or a team takes Honestly, a chance. By, by the time you're 18, you, should be you know, you know, that, and that was right before I'm you came into the league. I'm not saying you don't league, know. So. I just don't want to write off a whole person's we can, life. We can have this debate, though. All I'm saying is, if that's where this is so wavy and the line isn't drawn because people are like abusers, we didn't take the stand, and it's so true because it's so fucked up. But then you look at other situations, and then there's Ezekiel Elliott who got suspended for six games, but you know, in the court of law, clearly hasn't done it. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but there's been no video in, and even when his oh Jerry bought that hoe. But let's his, be no, honest. But his time, if there's a video time from court. a Cowboys, Jerry will buy it, bury it, and then burn the land it was buried on. Regardless, the Cowboys are too good for that. Regardless, he slipped through the court completely scotch free and still ended up getting reprimanded by the league. But then you see a guy like Joe Mixon, who the team was like, yeah, no, he's just a talent. You know, it was probably a mistake, but. If we're saying we don't want these kind of people in the league, you know, don't people repeat mistakes most of the time? Yeah, some people learn, some people change. But a lot of the time when someone does something, they've probably done it before. Sometimes when something is that bad, it's called a habit. It's Mm -hmm. called 
a personality trait. It's called just the kind of person you are. And playing for millions of dollars for a football team is just going to give you more and more and more power. So if you yeah. want to let this happen, then we need to look back on the mistakes that we've made as a league and as the NFL need to take more steps forward to not letting this happen to doing more investigation to players i don't know what you need to do because then it goes back to it was just a kid and it was just a mistake and when does that cutoff happen you could say 18 but it's not because that's when people go to the nfl sometimes so when no is the cutoff? Age of 18 okay 19 sorry what is 20, what is the 20. cutoff of if you punch someone in the face a woman at 17 and it's on tape compared to punching a woman well, at 19 well, well, you're legally, technically you a kid or, but i'm just saying if you were a Bengals you know, personnel and you're looking to draft and you see both these videos, is it still the same person from two years ago? Probably. Well, one one happened now and then one happened, what, um, he's 23, just, so that's five the, years? An abuser is an abuser and you're always going to be an abuser. If you right. hit someone and you hit a woman, that's who you are for the rest of your life. There's You can probably get forgiven. Well, I mean, forgiveness, he, he, of people, course. People, yeah, people you, can change. You, you can get forgiveness, sorry. You can get forgiveness. You know, people can change, but you've always done that. That will always be on your hands. And that's one of those rare things that it's completely unacceptable and will never be. So mm -hmm. I don't know when the age becomes okay for it to be acceptable. That's where I'm saying I'm not giving you guys answers here. Yeah. There's just so many questions that you can bring up and where it's like, how does the NFL move forward to well, helping exactly. this not happen? I was going to say, I don't have answers. I was going to say, how does the NFL prevent I don't have answers. Because I think the only argument that can be made, and I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with this, but is in the case of Joe Mixon or Tyree Hill, for instance. Mm, right. They did that before they got into the league. Right. Um, they paid a price in college. One yeah, they, they, were, they were punished for it while they were in college. And that's where you could look at that end of the spectrum. Like he served, you know, he, he served, served what he had to do. Right. Yeah, of course. And people can move and if, forward if with team, their life. But at that point, it's saying, if, do if they a, give you the privilege of playing in the well, NFL or did you just ruin it because of a mistake that you made that's that in the league is completely unacceptable? And if that's who you are or were, it's just not welcome here. That's something that, where that's, the NFL, the NFL that's has That's called to, a no tolerance policy. Right. A complete no tolerance policy where if there's any history, we have to do a full background. If there's any history of abuse, especially we're in this kind of light, you're not welcome in the league. That was going to be the only way that you could honestly say that we've taken steps to prevent, to weeding out these type of people because there's clearly people that just slip through the cracks. Clearly, it's not everyone you can't stereotype. It's not just football players hit people. Everyone, in, they live with, hear us in society. You can't tell the difference between me or you or him. You know what I mean? It's... We all look the same. It's just kind of deep down. So if you really want to take changes, you're going to have to go full force. I don't see the NFL doing that. No, it'll never no, happen. No, no. It's, yeah, it's going to be up to the teams. Right. Each team, that's why, like in the case of Tyreek Hill and Joe Mixon, I'm sure that there were oh, at least a handful I mean, of that teams that said, we're not drafting them no matter what. We're not signing oh, them as an undrafted free Definitely. agent. But then there's other teams that are going oh, to be a, a little fourth more. round ticket on someone right. that could have been a first. I can see where it's a business. The Dallas but, Cowboys. But then we're talking about you know what's right and what's wrong, and that's just a question that us three definitely don't have the answer to. You know, it's just a really shitty situation for Cream Hunt and with Ruben Foster for us here because we can only give our opinion and report what we are seeing, and it's just unfortunate that. We glorify these people, and this happens, and people look up to you. So it's just yeah, really unfortunate. I know. I know you guys. I think both said you don't think Kareem Hunt will ever play in the NFL again. No. I'm not too sure about that. I that think he won't. That he won't not play. That he, I, that I didn't, I didn't necessarily play. say he won't play. It was more of I hope I don't ever see you play football again. That's just, more of my. Thing. I hope slash won't. Yeah, I think this. I think that we're at the point now. This is going to be the I tip agree. of the iceberg. Where Ray, if it happens again, it's a death Ray Rice never resigned afterwards. The, it's that wasn't from Ray a, Rice, Yeah, no, he was in the twilight of his. But this career. is also 2018, to where this is the. But the situations not, are different in terms got, of who the yeah. players are. You got you got, you got Kareem Hunt, who's just his second year into the league, right. and probably take, take, a better running back right. than Ray Rice ever take, was. Take the the, the right. beating outside of this. If Kareem Hunt got cut. Teams will be gnawing at the fucking teeth. Well, together. I'm just saying, what's the difference now between uh, Ruben Foster and Kareem Hunt, except for a videotape? No, I still think that. No, no I'm saying Ruben Foster's no, in the one, league right now. Is, he just got claimed by the team. Video. What's the difference? That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Oh, the video? Just, and then just, also, I think the Chiefs also saw the backlash the Redskins got one week earlier for claiming yeah, a player. I think just being so sentient. That's true. Having a PR team that works for. No, it's definitely. Yeah. You got it. You have to take some action. You know, it's a hard pill to swallow from a personnel standpoint, but you have to do it. I agree. Still thinking about that text you sent once the Chiefs cut Kareem Hunt about the Redskins just waiting. 
Oh yeah. Oh, that was Christian and I actually yeah. sent yeah, a text at, at the, the same exact time. same time, and we both just knew. <laughs> Because you know was, they thought about it. They're like, yeah, no, in, we can't. In the corner, you know, ru- rubbing the their hands. Together. Didn't pick right? They're like, oh, shit, already, one week earlier, one week earlier. We already used our... We already used our uh, there, has, there had to be a, like a <laughs> That's one... That's like using a challenge flag too early. <laughs> there had to be a one maximum for them on that. So, yeah, Corbin, I'll let you take the next one because I know yeah. this topic is very important to you. Yeah, seriously, Corbin. So... You decided this, didn't you? I did. I was in the meeting. Best, I, best, I decision, told him best decision face. Corbin's ever made. So, my Green Bay Packers have officially released Mike McCarthy of his duties. No longer the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Free Aaron um, Jones. It is about time, yeah. Finally, finally, we can stop force-feeding Jamal Williams, and uh, maybe we can actually have an offense that throws the ball further than two yards downfield and tries to have just average wide receivers make plays. We can put it in the hand of our quarterback, but... Yeah, so Mike McCarthy's fired. It's about a year too late with that. But what do you guys think? You know, I'm, I'm going to take this one first. Okay, Corbin, just lob it up to yourself yes. and dunk it. Boom. Yes, here, here comes the dunk. I so, love it. Layup. Who I want for <laughs> the next head coach. No, it's a dunk. Same thing. No, I agree, Layup. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. I know that... Um, I know Perry, you're shaking your head. No, we'll let you talk in a he minute. He ruined his reputation this last. Look, I know what happened with him with the Colts, but I remember as when he had agreed to become the Colts head coach, thinking, "God, if the Packers had only fired Mark McCarthy, now they're getting another chance." I know that what he did it's with a the Colts late. was He has terrible. a Patriots ass tattoo. He's fully in there. He's about no. to be. Bill Belichick 2.0. He you know, signed his soul it's away like the, it's like to the Kraft family. I don't think you realize what he did. He literally was the Colts head coach, already signing staff around him, and already looking towards making moves with the team. Literally, the only thing was him officially signing his name, and they've literally fully went in. And then he said, Whoop, never mind, and skirted back to New England. And the Kraft family sat there and was like, welcome back, my son. And he walked in and joined the dark side. And he was like... Rejoined. Yeah, it was just... But but this time he finally got his like Sith robe. You know, finally this time they like (laughs) knighted him with like the red, you know, lasers. So at this point he's... Lightsaber. Lightsaber, yeah. So yeah, he's he's definitely a... He's a Sith. He's an an evil guy. But to, to hop in here, you want this to happen... Perry agreed. This is not going to happen. There's He is, for better terms, he's the Patriots bitch. He's going to be the next head coach, which he, is an amazing job. But what he did with the Colts, it's Patriots or bust. That's I, it. He's locked, you don't, locked you don't think that the Packers even consider him no. for this job? I don't think he even considers the Packers. Corbin, I think you're the only person inside the Packers organization that's considered I've never even said, I've never even Look, seen his name flow around in any report. I just want, I I just want some coach that has a little bit of creativity. I think that's fine. I don't think you wanting Josh McDaniels is wrong. Me wanting... I want Jessica Alba. It's not going to happen. Gonna happen. It's not going to happen. You're going to get Urban Meyer. He's going to unretire in two months after he no, takes... No, Urban Meyer... Oh, saving him for USC. Wait, uh, okay. See, that's what I want versus what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, so now that's a serious question. Now, is he going to be on that radar for I don't think Urban Meyer is going to For the NFL, the NFL, do you don't think? You I think don't think so. I'm just smiling, being like, let's what? see how the next month unfolds. Think, I don't know. I think Urban Meyer can only do so much more in the college game, and his name's been a little torn. It's just, just the more that I think. It makes it just, sense. It seems, thank you. It just seems more It sense. does make It's a very Pete Carroll move. Yeah. It's a very like, oh my health, my health, oh my yeah. job, oh things uh, aren't going oh, really NFL, well. NFL washes All away this magically, okay. I mean, shit happened at Florida when the Ohio State job opened up. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm retiring. retiring back to Ohio <laughs> no, State. My anxiety's not so bad. Yeah. Which I mean, it probably did happen to an extent, but come on now, not gonna be, he, not gonna have as much anxiety coaching at Ohio State either. To, I mean, if you're okay, winning, your anxiety is lower. So to one deficit, as I feel like. He he just doesn't want to say when he's out. Just I think he uses it a little bit of excuses just to be like I'm done. I don't want to coach here anymore. What about Hugh Jackson? Hugh, yeah. <laughs> no, Perry, shut up. I can make jokes like you can. So, <laughs> not no no that's not funny. Oh, I can. Don't even joke about that. So Hackers. Like, no. Let's make a parallel make a here real quick. Baker Mayfield plays at Texas Tech and <laughs> transfers to Oklahoma, a team that's within the Big Twelve and one we could say is their rival, right? Right. Gets on the stand and and 
says it's weird that Hugh Jackson goes to a team they play twice a year. No, not, not that not it was weird. weird. Show disloyalty yeah. Show to disloyalty. the team. Okay, I, sorry. Complete disloyalty. Complete disloyalty. Now, that's just weird, Baker, because what you did is very similar, and I'm not saying that what he didn't do isn't disloyal, but just wrong, per, you know, right, right thing, wrong person. So just have a little more sense. You know, I don't even you, think it's the right thing. Like, what... What is Hugh Jackson supposed to do? He's not getting paid. It's not like he left. It's not like he was the head coach of the Browns and decided, you know what? I want to leave here and go coach the Bengals. The type of job that he has or the type of resume he has, he could get an assistant type position on another team. I'm not saying that's his only option, but it's very likely with the type of resume he had, he could have got another job. You can perceive it that way. If you're a generic Browns person, if you see what he did... You can at least understand why you might think that's disloyal. Okay, now what, what if what if he felt what if he was mad that the Browns released him? He thought that he uh, even though yeah, he and only I agree. Had, but what, if I'm a Browns player, I'm gonna think that's disloyal. Okay, but here's where I chime in for Baker Mayfield. I'm sure he hated Hugh Jackson, who didn't actually give him the chance to go. Yeah. He was Tyrod Taylor guy, and. Clearly didn't unlock any didn't unlock any potential for any of the players on the team, and he's the only coach I know in NFL history that found a way to follow up a one win season <laughs> with a zero win season and still, and still have a job. So the fact that you, you don't know the playbook <laughs> and you don't know the team and you don't even know how to win a game on that side, let alone going on to another side and dismantling their game plan. Being like, I know the Browns, we can beat them because I know their secrets. You didn't even know how to win a game with the team until John Dorsey came over with his stacks of money and actual brain for football and made some moves and literally changed 60% of the roster, maybe 70, and just completely ripped everything apart. And Bobo Baggins or Uncle Rico could have been coaching the team and taking them to whatever record it was when Hugh Jackson left of like three and five or two and five and one or something, whatever it was. Two, six and one. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. So at that point, we're going back to following up a one win season with a zero win season and then having a complete, complete roster revamp and one of the best draft positions of all time and so many moves that we were all just in shock and still found a way, still found a way to not succeed. And then you think him going over to your quote-unquote rival is going to do anything? I think you say, I don't give a shit. Whatever. I'm just so hyped that he's not here. We have, And he did say that when he said we have people calling the plays that we trust now. Greg Williams, other people. So he is saying, yes, the new regime is better. Don't even give him the time of day. Kind of just, why is that dude even still coaching? He couldn't win a game for his life. Like, you want to go be the special assistant of the Cincinnati Bengals? Go for it, homeboy. Like, good for you. At least you're it's still in the NFL. It's assistant to assistant the assistant. To <laughs> to the assistant. <laughs> Just want to make sure I get the job title right. It's yeah, assistant. you know what? We can't slander him too much because you no, realize his win total from last year to this year increased infinite times. Went from zero to two. Right. Corbin, my yearly Only- salary right now is a thousand fifty percent times what it was last year because I made no fucking money last. year. So, congratulations! <laughs> so, congratulations! You just got to keep that up for the rest of your life, and you'll be set. That is an upward uh, trajectory. That will never so. happen. So uh, to move on, the be- uh, the Bills released Kelvin Benjamin, uh, who had an amazing first two years in the NFL, and then has fizzled off. Um, I think I think Holmes too. I think yeah, Andre, Andre Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, I, I kind of just well. cut him like yeah. the Bills cut him because he wasn't that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> another receiver. But he was getting kind of thick towards the end, though. I mean, he's more of a tight. He's more of like a tight end. Yeah, he's more of a tight end. I remember they they panned in and they were like tight end. I mean, wide receiver. My my favorite thing was when Josh Allen, when he was doing well, was like, "Let's throw warm up passes." And he responded, "Quote unquote, no, no." Like he like <laughs> asked him to warm up and throw extra passes for a pregame. And I, I remember oh, Benjamin said, "Yes, no. I remember reading an article no. like no, <laughs> <laughs> no." <laughs> and me just thinking, you know, how funny would it be? You're a rookie coming in. You got one, this monstrous dude, six foot six, like so two forty five. You look at this dude, you're like, I just can't wait to throw yeah, a touchdown passes to this guy. And you're like, Yo, man, you want to get out there? You want to throw some passes? I got you, man. I'm your quarterback now. And guy just looks at you and he's like, No, nah. And just like walks away. I remember, I remember uh, awesome, when the Bills, Sweet. I think when the Bills were playing the Patriots on Monday Night Football, Booger McFarlane saying Calvin Benjamin is one biscuit away from being a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> the fact that Booger McFarlane's actual name. Love it. That's I was about name. to say Booger. Love it. Come on now. <laughs> Love Can't it. Can't get away with that but name. 
You guys think that uh, Calvin Benjamin gets picked up by someone this year? I think he's going to have to go through one of those, like, Carmelo Anthony, like, hoodie workout session off-season, so that way teams are like, oh, shit, he's not he's not. We just, we just talked about this in the uh, NBA podcast with Carmelo being first-team all-empty gym. So, like, <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, he needs to go to a 24-hour fitness with Le'Veon Bell. They need to just, like, right. work it out in the off-season right. and then join right. the Colts together right. and make something happen. Go to Miami. Le'Veon's been living. But seriously, you don't think that a team picks him up, just takes a shot on him this year? I 50-50. Guess. Just because teams always need talent, and he's not... Yeah. Void of talent. Put it this way, like CJ Anderson signed with the Raiders today, so, so yeah, I mean he'll so probably yeah, I'll sign seventy five percent. Yeah, he'll probably <laughs> sign with the team and get cut. You remember Corey Coleman? Like how many times didn't he get cut from the Patriots twice? I think yeah, he's on the Bills well, now. He no, returned, that's what I'm saying. No, he returned to kick. He, for he, he left know, from Josh, the Browns. Josh Gordon got him cut twice. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He got cut yeah, once so by funny. himself, and then when Josh Gordon got <laughs> traded, he got cut again. So that shows with receivers, it's like you can be signed. You know, our buddy Chad Hansen, he was. One of the receivers for the Patriots for like for a day, lead. and then that was one it. Lead. So it's it's a business, and you're six foot six and Chad, we still love you though. Pounds. You're still my favorite wide receiver. Shout out, Chad. So to some news, depending on how you feel, the uh, Texas owner, or the Texans owner, Rob McNair, passes away at 81. Had kind of a checkered past oh. couple. Years. I mean, it's 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 sad. No matter. Oh, what, it's but it's sad. We do need to mention though, talking about his checkered past. Um, I forgot what the exact quote was. Um, you can't let the prisoners uh, run the prison, or something like something along the lines of you can't let uh, the prisoners run the show, or something. Oh yeah, and that was in regards to the um, national the, anthem. Program. Yes, yeah, that was when everyone was kneeling. He was pretty much saying they had too much power. Yeah, and I don't know if that that if that's just how he thinks or. Maybe he he said that and he's like, oh god, man, maybe I should have said, should have said it like that. But <laughs> th- those words did come out of his mouth. Unfortunately, that'll be the last impression a lot of people have of him. So if he did do any good on this earth, I hope that that is what lasts with people and not this one comment. If that's who he truly was, but he did say it. It's out there and yeah, it's unfortunate because even if I'm not saying that he didn't do all of the good stuff, I'm sure he yeah, did. Imagine being an NFL and you had to. Yeah, but all of that good stuff easily gets undone by that one negative because that's exactly. the thing everyone's going to remember. You mess up one time, you do a million good things. Yeah, mess exactly. up once, you remember the screw up. Exactly, not all the good things. Exactly. It as takes... my dad said, you can build twenty bridges, but if you suck one dick, you'll be known as a dick sucker. Years. So on a different note. <laughs> Um, back to our Rams because they will win the Super Bowl and beat the Saints. <laughs> Calling it here, Christian, I'm a, it's going to happen. Aqib Talib. What did you say? The Rams are going to beat the Saints? Uh, of course, anytime, okay. any place. Except I for think, a couple I weeks ago. I honestly don't think the Saints are going to well, make now that we, Don't the Rams have home field advantage now? Well, as the long Saints as they went out, yeah. I will say, though, uh, to, this, to the Saints' defense, it is hard to play there. And it seems like they have a home game every week. I swear, like, I turn it's like Saints home game. The whole state's drunk, and my Snapchat's like everyone's at the Saints game. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. But honest to God, I hope we don't play the Saints at their place. But the Rams are going to win it. Back to the news, Corbin. Don't get me off my track. Akeem Talib is back with the Rams. Marcus Peters has not been playing that well. I know right. that just adding more talent to the defensive back position is going to help us. So how do you guys feel about that? I'm I'm pumped. I'm I mean, happy. Roby Coleman and Shields, like guys behind Peters now, they're good. They're okay. You know, borderline good. And they're not going to hold it down the way that Marcus Peters would as a number two. Think about that. Akeem yeah. Tlaib being your number one, Marcus Peters your number two, shutting down a guys like Thielen and Diggs. That's a perfect duo. That's who you signed in the offseason. That's what you built a secondary around. And they're still only... I've only suffered one loss all season with losing technically their number one corner. And Marcus, you can I guess make that debate between no, not, who's, not this year. Know, of course, uh, I'm saying he, before, no, I was saying before the year when they yeah. made these signings, you can exactly. make a debate with who would be the number one considering of where they were in their career no doubt. with no Marcus doubt. Peters and how right. he's been playing and his age, and then Akeem Talib, who is older and technically in the twilight of his career. But now at this point, he's coming back. Akeem Talib, who's still a dog, has to be the number one right now. Peters, who you guys are right, has been torched all year, but still has a lot of talent and a lot of fight in him. This is a defense that right now, Aaron Donald has a high chance in it. I wanted to ask you guys who you think is going to win the MVP because Drew Brees has just taken himself out of consideration after that loss to the Cowboys. I'm telling you right now, there's no chance Drew Brees is going to win it unless he rides off into the sunset with the most magical three games. You're forgetting the fact that I think Pat Mahomes has put up, I think, 37 touchdowns or 40 touchdowns. 41. Pat Mahomes, since two, let me, I want to bring up this stat really quick because the amount of four touchdown games that he has this season, which is seven, is the same as 
this many teams has had since 2004. So I'm going to repeat that stat. Games with four touchdown passes since 2004. Pat Mahomes, seven. The Bills, seven. Panthers, seven. Bears, seven. Titans, seven. Browns, six. Cardinals, six. Dolphins, five. Rams, five. Ravens, four. Jets, three. 49ers, one. These are teams since 2004. We're in 2018. That's 14 years. And Pat Mahomes has done it seven times this year. So, yes, he, right now, if you had to pick... It's going to have to be him. Definitely and after that game that they dropped uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. That, that was, was the finisher. That, that was that's, it. That's what definitely puts... This is MVP. Not that Pat, Drew Brees is Pat having Mahomes. a beautiful year. He's having a great year. Don't yes. One of the best of his career. I think he's on pace to set the record for highest completion. But this is right? a different kind of offense now in 2018 than it was in years past. Look at the numbers that everyone's putting up. So yeah. this isn't just one person setting records. Everyone's setting records. But all this takes is Pat Mahomes to blink the same way that Drew Brees blinked, and it's but now. But now let me bring up my Brees. let me bring up another point for you guys. Aaron Donald's in this MVP conversation. Offensive players don't win that award. I'm, I'm just defensive, defensive, players. defensive players. I'm sorry. I'm, offensive players only win that. I'm award. just like I'm just mean. saying. Like right now, he's having one of the best offensive seasons of all time. And he has to be in consideration at the least. Well, we spoke about this before uh, the season started when we were talking about Defensive Player of the Year and how we, we all had, agreed. Well, we I don't think any of us had Aaron Donald because we all agreed that he was going to have a great year, but he was kind of we, some of his shine was going to be. We taken all agreed, off of but we all agreed, hands down, no debate. That it wasn't even a conversation. That he was I said by Joey far Bosa, the best. So I'm not even I said I'm, Joey Bosa too. What I'm saying is, and we said by far the best talent. Best defensive player in the league, talent-wise. We said there wasn't even a doubt. You know what I mean? All three of us agreed. There wasn't even a debate about it. And look at him now. Just just, the way that the award is structured, he would literally have to have like three. I mean, I would love to see it too, but unless he scores touchdowns as a tight end. It's like when a defensive player is in the Heisman race. You know, you get just as excited. Exactly. But just the voters will never happen. As much as I would love to see it, unless the defensive player lines up on an offensive position as well, they'll never do it. Right. I'm going to have to say the Rams are winning the championship like I have all year. I'm excited to keep Tlaib being back. I think the fact that they have a good defense is what separates them from the Chiefs, who I think have an amazing offense, even without Kareem Hunt. But the defense for the Chiefs isn't nearly as strong as the defense for the Rams no, or the Saints. Yeah, so I, I think um, that's yeah, where the Rams back. Right. That's where it we, takes him. We to mentioned the next a little thing. bit earlier about um, Peters, just with where he is in his career, maybe being a better corner than Talib, or so we thought before the year started. I think getting Akib Talib back, Talib is a shut down man to man corner, whereas Marcus Peters, he's a good enough cover corner, but where you really benefit from him is that he takes chances and they pay off sometimes. He's going to get a lot of interceptions. But the reason why he gets so many interceptions is because the man that he's guarding is open enough to where the quarterback feels comfortable throwing the football. Aqib Tlaib just shuts down his man. Mm-hmm. Um, right. so that's, he's, a, he's a dog. Yeah, that's going to work to he'll Marcus fight, Peters' benefit too. too Marcus Peters, I don't know if it's still this way, but I know a week or two ago he was rated by Pro Football Focus as the worst cornerback in the league this year. Having him go to cover the number two wide receiver now it's instead of the number so one, much. where he's going to probably get safety help over so the top. So much pressure relief. Yeah, and he's going to be able to go back to where he was well, with get, the Chiefs when he had Eric Berry. What's scary for the Rams, the scariest part, is that defensive line. Yeah. You're going to give them even more time to get to the quarterback by shutting down even, having even tighter pass protection yeah, on the scary. outside. It's going to be even better for them. So let's get into some game picks for the next week. Uh, Corbin, you want to start us off? Sure. So let's start off with the Thursday night football game. So the 4-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Tennessee to take on the 6-6 six and six Titans. Ew. That just <laughs> sounds sweaty. <laughs> All right. So right now the Titans are four-point favorites. Uh, Christian, I'll start with you. Who do you think wins, and uh, what's your pick against the spread? Uh, I'd have to go over the spread. I think this is... I think Jacksonville's completely checked out. Um, Even I, though they beat the Colts last week? I still don't see them beating. Maybe. I think that they just have less in it than the Titans do. Well, they I do. think the Titans are still in the playoff hunt. I think they can still make a run at it, slip into the playoffs. I think Jacksonville is done. I think Sheer Will just beats them out on the four points. Was it four and a half points right there? Four points. I think it's a touchdown. You think the Titans win by a touchdown? Exactly. Okay, so they cover. Perry, what do you think? Uh, I actually have the Jaguars in this game. Their defense finally looked like the Jaguars' defense. I don't think it's going to stay like that necessarily, but they finally shut down Andrew Luck, who was thrown for three touchdown passes in how many games and is was even in MVP consideration 
for a bit for how he was playing lately. So even though obviously he wasn't going to win the award, you would see Comeback his, his name pop up and stuff like that. So the defense really took a stand and Fournette's going to be back this week from that suspension. I really think that they're going to find a way to upset the Titans who do need this win a lot more. So you guys are right. They are in the playoff hunt, but yeah. I, I'm going to give it to Unless Dak. Leonard Fournette gets like 700 on the ground, it's not going to happen. No, I agree I, with that. I, I think it's going to be like a touchdown or two for Fournette, and then Jacksonville is going to hold Tennessee to like 13 points. Or I agree like with that. Barry. I think yeah. the Jaguars win this game, so I'm picking them against the spread, obviously. Uh, it's same situation as last week where they're going into uh, division rivals' um, home stadium. Titans are motivated just like the Colts were last week. They have to win to keep up in the wild card playoff race, and the Jaguars can mess up their season. So why they're going to be motivated for this? And the Jaguars are a much better team than their four and eight record indicates. Def- that, that quarterback, defensively, quarterback is a mess. That we won't even get into. That's why I have no faith in them. Okay. I'm not going to. I I understand your logic. I, I like I said, I'm giving it to Fournette in the defense. The quarterback is going to be the reason why they would lose if he would mess that game. Even up. though Mariota isn't a great quarterback either, but uh, he's a lot better than Cody, Cody Kessler. Pretty much anyone yeah. or slash Bortles or Bortles. Let's move on to an even uglier game. So this is the start of the Monday morning matchups on Sunday. Three and nine New York Jets travel to Buffalo to take on the four and eight Bills. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Perry, I'll start with you on this one. What's your pick? Buffalo Bills are going to smash the Jets. Uh, the Jets in the last five games have scored three total touchdowns from offensive players. The Bears' defense in the last five games has scored five touchdowns. So their defense in the last five games has scored two total touchdowns more than the Jets' offensive players. It's sad, I think. They might even if they throw Darnold out there, McCown. It doesn't matter because the Bills have, I believe, it's the first ranked pass defense and the second ranked rush defense. Or you can flip those numbers. It's one of the two. Overall, they're a top three defense in this league. And Josh Allen has been playing like a top five quarterback the last two weeks because he is. If you look at his fantasy stats, he's rushed for over two hundred and fifty yards. You're talking about fantasy stats, fantasy not actual quarterback no, I'm, stats. I'm just talking about. Josh Allen, who's led them to a victory. You said a top know. five quarterback the last two weeks. Stats-wise, yes. And he what, led what, them to victories. Stats? Fantasy stats? I mean, or? if you want me to reach them out. The fantasy <laughs> is about the stats that you have on the field. So, I'd yeah, rather, it's when you rush for over 250 rushing yards in two games and you're a quarterback, that's going to help your team, especially when you propel them to a victory this last week. And he's the only spark of talent that they have with no other offensive weapons whatsoever on that team. So, even less yes, now without Josh Benjamin. Allen is looking extremely good in the last two games. He's and looked, he's this looked defense good. looks even better. And this is a team that is surprisingly playing really well right now. And they're playing a trash Jets team that I'd be surprised yeah. puts up seven points. I'm going to agree with you and say the Bills win this. You mentioned you don't even know if the Jets are starting McCown or uh, Darnold. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, I was going to say. Either way. I, and I don't know which one they're better and which one they're worse with. They're just bad. Their offense with their is so horrible. Bad that defense around. is so good, too. So, Even if Josh Allen puts yeah. up a touchdown, who cares? It's just that I believe in yeah. the Bills defense. Yeah, I take yeah. Buffalo minus three and a half on this, Christian. Yeah, just sit the whole entire Jets team if you have them on fantasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just sit. Seriously. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the 6-6 six and six Panthers going to Cleveland to take on the 4-7-1 and one Cleveland Browns. Uh, right now, the spread on this is Carolina minus one. I'll start with this one. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I mean, they're on a big losing streak right now. How many have they lost in a row? Like three, four in a row? I think four in a row, actually. And they just lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I would argue is a worse team than the Browns. But Panthers are still in the playoff hunt. I thought they'd be motivated last week to just smash the Buccaneers. I don't think they're going to smash the Browns, but I do think that they win. And, um, I mean... Favored by minus one, so I'll take that spread. Uh, Christian, what's your pick? No, I agree. They're, at some point, they're going to play like an actual football team and get a win. And I agree with you against this week because uh, the Browns are almost like that team in the NFL where it's like, okay, we can't lose these dogs. Like, <laughs> come on now. We can't, we're not that bad. Even though even though they do have four wins. but yeah, yeah, I get The Browns. I know. It's I know, the Browns. I know. The Browns. Perry, what do you think? I'm going Panthers. I, I like the Panthers, just yeah. like you said. They haven't been playing very well, and they still have a shot here to make the playoffs, so I'm going to take Cam Newton. The other okay. shoe's going to drop at some point with them. They'll, they'll pick it up. Yeah. I mean, they're still 6-6 six and six, even with that, what, four-game losing streak. They still have – they I believe they control their own destiny to the playoffs as a wild card, so they have every motivation to keep winning. Uh, let's move on to the 4-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons traveling to Green Bay to take on the 4-7-1 and one Packers. Falcons. 
this line really surprised me. Green Bay is favored by seven points. Uh, Christian, you Falcons. said Falcons. I will root against for seven, you for seven, time. For seven <laughs> points, I'm going to take Falcons. Tubbin Coleman will have 9,000 yards passing, passing. What did you say, Perry? For seven spread, I'm definitely taking the Falcons. This line is so weird. I feel like it should be maybe maybe the Packers are favored. Should be the even. Falcons. Both these teams Falcon, are Falcons very underwhelming. Yeah, but when the then you go with the home team and give them. Maybe Vegas points. knows that Aaron Rodgers will half, just call points. plays this week, and they're like, okay, yeah, they're gonna win. That's why, because this is so weird, and I've just learned this through going through sports betting that when a line is that off. I want to go. Up. I want to. Yeah, exactly. Someone Look at knows you, you something. You lost some money, didn't I wanna you? I want to go. Well, then I made it back because I go with this oh, logic. So someone cool. knows. Someone knows something's up. I'm going against my gut. I'm taking the Packers minus seven. Even though I want Packers out of the playoffs, I want a good draft pick. Let's lose. I love it. You were me like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Keep me away from betting. I have an addictive personality. It gets, it gets so <laughs> exciting. It's like, it's like, the it's like angel dust. Oh. Keep me I'm watching NBA games <laughs> like the, the Hornets and the Hawks games that I would never care about. And I'm like, oh my God, why did he miss well, that shot? Well, that's fantasy football right there. I'm watching exactly. like Bills games. Yeah. Like, oh, I need this dude to grab like three <laughs> more yards. Especially like, when you're not making yeah. the playoffs. So, um, <laughs> so right. Baltimore versus Kansas City. Can we all just, what's the, what's the line it's, on this? So, Seven and five Ravens take on ten and two Chiefs in Kansas City. Chiefs are seven point favorites. What do you guys think? Uh, Chiefs. The only the only Chiefs. the only thing I can even think with of the, is even the seven, seven line, no problem. They're going to win. Their offense is in shambles. Shambles. Who? Who? The Ravens. I mean, not really. I mean, no. Lamar Jackson is not playing like the best quarterback. Wait, wait, wait till they have to stats, put up points to play an actual team. No, I agree. I agree. They're going to be playing. But you do realize have the Ravens have defense, a beautiful too. defense. Yeah, it's the defense that's going to even give them a chance. It's not going to be I an mean, offense. And we just talked about the Rams defense and how many points. To right. It's just, it's just going to be if the Ravens can stop this Chiefs lead. offense. Completely different defense for the Rams once they get to lead. Back. I just think even without Tlaib, like you say, there's no Tlaib on the Rams defense. I we'll still think the Rams defense is as good, if not better, than the Ravens defense is currently. Uh, it's at least it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's right it's there. Close. So it's one points. It's right there. It's just going to be if the Ravens can keep the <laughs> Chiefs to a lower score, but I it's not going to. There's going to be no way that the Ravens can do a shootout like the Rams did with the Chiefs. There's, well, the they Chiefs don't have are, it in them. Lamar Jackson have to run for his life. He won't well, be able to Chiefs run anymore. Don't have a good defense anyway. Well, right? still though, it's just one of those. So it's guys, not that. It's the offense that's going against. So you guys the are both taking the Chiefs, the Chiefs minus seven. Yeah. I'm going the Ravens plus seven. Um, I think this is going to be uh, close to. We'll oh, see. Corbin's upset of the, the week. The I'm not saying Ravens win. I'm just saying it's not Corbin's. They're not going to cover. Yeah, it's going to be a closer. Game. That's wrong. That's what I think. <laughs> Let's start recording all these as sound bites. <laughs> so when Corbin gets them wrong, fifty dollars. Yeah, we're getting there. All right. Let's move on to the nine and three Patriots going to Miami to take on the six and six Dolphins. Spread is the Patriots minus nine. Perry, what do you think? So this is my upset of the week. It's the wow. Dolphins going to win this one, and if not, at least cover the spread for the nine. So I'm taking Dolphins, who have actually been playing better as of late, even though they are banged up with injuries. It's just a gut feeling that I have. I know it seems like odds might be against them. I just well, I like how Miami's been playing, so I'm going to the take Dolphins them over. The always kind Patriots. of play the Patriots. So tight. That's what it's I was one of those kind of. And even, and even, though, even though the Patriots beat the Dolphins thirty, and listen, but listen, Tannehill. But it's always one of those matches. Historically, yeah. but yeah. Tannehill historically has been really Shit. good against the Patriots, except for the last game that you just yeah. talked about this mm-hmm. year, which is why he was. Everyone thought he was going to have such a great game, and then he didn't, and that's why they really got smashed. But if things go how it was in the past, just like you said, it is a weird thing. And even if we're just talking about covering the spread, even if they lose, I still think you know covering yeah. the nine spread. I think the Patriots win, but they don't cover. Yeah, I think the Patriots win, but they don't cover also. Perry's upset of the week. <laughs> so you have the Dolphins winning mm-hmm. out, right? Wow. I do. They need it. To... They need to win. It's 6-6, yeah, and, six, and Tannehill's been playing better now that he's healthy, so... Yeah, I like it. We'll see. see. All right, let's move on to the ten and two New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the five and seven Buccaneers, who beat them yeah, the who, first game of the year yes. with Fitz. But this one's going to be a negative nine points for their team defense. Cost me what's, one of, what's one of my spread? two losses in what? fantasy. Uh, Saints. I'll be number three in the championship. <laughs> no, you what's know. the I already spread? beat you once. Uh, Saints minus nine and a half. 
Um, this is the Saints. Saints will cover. Yeah, they're going to crush Tampa Bay. They want some coming revenge. Off, coming off a bad loss against the Cowboys, too, they're really going to come oh, out yeah, firing. This is gonna hurt. They're going to come out firing. Daddy's going to put some money on this one. <laughs> That's a, that's a nice one. Yeah. I hope it stays that way. Yeah, I'm going with the Saints minus nine and a half also. And for all the reasons that you guys just mentioned, we saw who were the Saints playing, when was it, like two weeks ago? It was the Eagles when they put up. Oh, they daddied them 48 but that, and, but that's and they even, ran up the score. That's, that's what he's even more again. impressed about, the Cowboys' ability to stop them. Because I thought it was unstoppable seeing that game. It's just crazy to see. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> someone was able to stop them. So. It, we're not sure if that was just like the kryptonite for them or if this might be looking like it's not so great of an offense long-term going to the playoffs. It so has to be that. Has we'll to see. be that. Can't be the Cowboys. We'll see. Just, has to be we'll that. Have what, to what, did I, what did I say? That it was the perfect win for the Cowboys to just, just give them just enough hope to be thoroughly disappointed at the end of the year. Corbin's begging for Josh finish, McDaniels. He's like, give me Josh McDaniels with the Packers. And he's talking shit and about the best team in the last I five weeks of the year. The best team in the last five weeks of the NFL season. Yes. <laughs> Would you like your trophy last, now? I'm saying the Cowboys have been the best team in the last five games. Would you like your Outside trophy Outside of now? the Saints, Chiefs. I mean, you don't have to give me. In the last five games, they've still been better. So it's just one of those. You can give me whatever trophy you outside want, but you can't teams, talk to your team itself. Outside of teams that have quarterbacks. Talk, talk to me again when you win a playoff game. Um, just, it would probably be this year. <laughs> Both in fantasy. And, and, wait, hold on. Let me get, do a quick <laughs> recap, too, for our okay. season predictions in the beginning of the year when I said that the Eagles weren't going to be that good and they were actually going to come off a very bad Super Bowl hangover and possibly make a wild card run but probably not even make the playoffs and now we're sitting here right now in this predicament where i believe the i said that the cowboys were going to end up at 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 and you guys said 7 and 9 or 8 and 8 and the cowboys were going to win the division and the eagles probably wouldn't even win the wild card and that is exactly where we are right now so that's all i'm saying so far you realize that that's all I'm saying is where we're at. I can't make any more predictions than past the week that we are at right now. But what I said, and you guys called me crazy, and it's been happening a lot lately because Christian heard me call it out <laughs> multiple times on the last podcast, where you're, you're most definitely wrong. And it just shows that my crazy prediction, Kawhi staying in Toronto in a 0% chance of him coming to the Lakers, <laughs> and more of a chance for the Clippers. You called me crazy at that time. But now that seems like the logical response because that's what's happening. So I'm going to just gas myself up on this one. I'm not going to blow anything more except for the fact that it's exactly like our prediction it's, said. And they had a great Eagles, game last Eagles week. Eagles we'll are see. one game back of the Cowboys. The Eagles looked like the worst team in the league this against the Saints. And then they barely the beat the Giants. Cowboys win one effing game. I'm just, uh, what? The Saints. I made a prediction before the season started about the entire division. About the entire division. I still want him fired. <laughs> I still want him fired. Even with how they're playing, get a better coach even than Jason even Garrett. Even though he Absolutely. the best team in the NFL over the no, past five it, weeks? No, it wasn't him. It's the team. Uncle Rico can coach the team. All he does is clap where it's Jerry Jones' team, and the team kind of runs itself with Jerry Jones at the helm. Get another coach in there, even if you're winning. Jason Garrett's a joke. Uncle Rico's going to tire himself out coaching all these different teams. I mean, huh? playing too. I use the player said, comparisons. Yeah, like, yeah. he's going all over the place. Uncle he Rico's is. my all star. As a coach earlier, you said Bo Baggins, as in, like, from Bobo the Bobo Baggins, yeah. As from the Hobbit. I said Bobo Baggins. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't say anything. You just kept going. I was like, Perry just made a Lord of the Rings reference. I did. <laughs> I love I did. it. I love it. I'm dying on this. <laughs> that was for you. All right. So we all have the Saints covering minus nine and a half. Let's move on to a Cowboys rival, two rivals. The four and eight New York Giants wow, taking on the six an and six game. Washington Redskins with Mark Sanchez Mark as Sanchez. their wow. starting quarterback. Did you guys Kaepernick. did you guys see him recover a fumble with his butt <laughs> five years after losing the fumble against the butt? Hey, he has a wagon though. That so was my Dwight Howard reference that I said. I did other things. I said, "What's up with butts lately?" <laughs> and I don't think it hit. You know the, Gi- I mean? the Giants will cover. There's no way. That- oh well, let's say the spread. So Giants yeah. minus three and a half. They're the road team. Um, they will cover. Giants. Giants. Yeah, Giants I think are winning Giants. this game. There's no way. Not with Mark Sanchez as starting quarterback. For He's going to help the Giants score. He is. <laughs> Perry's going to pick up the Giants' defense. Watch. <laughs> but why? No, Sacco. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to the six and six Indianapolis Colts taking on the nine and three Houston Texans. Texans are favored by four and a half. What do you guys think? I think the Colts pull the upset, and they go for the win. I'll go in Texans. Do they cover, cover or not cover? Cover four and a half? Cover, yeah. I think the Texans are going to win the game. I'm, by more than four and a yeah, half? Yeah, I think they'll win by okay. more than four and a half. Okay. okay. I'm taking the Colts, too. I think that they win this game. Nice. Uh, the Colts, they're a good team. The Texans are a really good team, too. But yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Colts the, are great, and they're coming off they, a really bad yeah, loss, too. Yeah, so exactly. Because exactly. they're on what, a nine-game winning streak right now, the yep. Texans. I think this is After where they, starting they, sh- they shrug. This is the week. Yeah, and the Colts, they need to win this week to yeah. have any 
real hope of making the playoffs as a, I think there's four teams at six and six right now. So right. Uh, let's move on to the five and seven Cincinnati Bengals taking on the nine and three Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. This spread Chargers minus 15 and a half. Wow. wow. Who, who wants to take this first? Um, they're going to cover. Call me crazy. I'm going Chargers. Yeah. They're going to cover. Melvin Gordon's playing this week. Oh, no. It's not confirmed yet, but it looks like Melvin Gordon's going to be AJ playing Green's this week. Out. And Cincinnati no, has no, Andy, no AJ Green. They have Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. It's just like looking. It. And they have the literally but, the but, worst ranked defense in the league. Dead last is the Bengals now as of this week. I checked this morning. So the Bengals are the worst defense in the league defense. now. Not bad. The worst. The worst. The worst. So, but they do have Hugh Jackson. So the special assistant to the assistant to the assistant. To the assistant. It's yeah. very important. You got multiple have, assistants. You have yeah. to have good assistance to the assistants. I mean, to uh, win. <laughs> I'm gonna. I gotta take the Bengals. Just 15 and a half is so much. I'll I'll take them and uh, when it's a 30 point win and you're crying. <laughs> yeah, Melvin. Oh, the numbers. The numbers. I'm, I'm not betting on this one, but I, I mean, I don't think so. We'll see. All right, the six and six Denver Broncos travel to San Francisco. Take on the two and ten. 49ers. Uh, Broncos are still alive for a playoff spot as well. They're five and a half point favorites. Uh, Perry, what do you think? The Philip Lindsays are going to win this game. Broncos cover. <laughs> yeah, I think the Broncos cover. Definitely. Too. Not even a chance. Yeah. So All right, let, let's will... move on to Perry's Ooh. game of the week. Perry's game of the week. <laughs> fly Eagles fly. We got to start doing these sound bites. Christian's going to go with the Eagles no matter what. All right, so we got six and six Eagles. No, you're not going to go with the Eagles. Send you're gonna, it. You're going you're gonna to go with anyone who's playing the Cowboys. Same thing. And this is why. Game. This is why I cover NFL <laughs> mostly unbiased when it comes to my predictions, and they just take their bias to consider. All right, so we got we got the six and six Eagles taking on the seven and five Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are three and a half point favorites. It's in Dallas, Christian. We know you're rolling Carson with Wentz the Eagles. Four hundred and four times. <laughs> Perry. Philly. Perry. Barely, know your answer. Philly too. barely beat a Mark Sanchez led Redskins. They're going to get their ass kicked from a defense that completely dismantled a Drew Brees led offense. You said Drew Blitzo. Let it be known. <laughs> I said Brez. I was going to say Brez, but Brez. it's Brez. He's rebranding himself. Yeah, I mean, it's a softer approach. I'm, I'm tempted to go to the go with the Cowboys, but after everything I've been saying on this, I mean, you're episode, a fool. It's only I, a three and a half. I better be going with the Eagles on this. So, them boys. yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, to win this one. Bunch of Stephen A. Smiths on this show until they show Man, up. Man, get out of here. I'm back, your boy here. Showing up in his jersey in fucking Dallas, walking oh, in like that. He was such I a douche. To see him have to go and apologize and, oh, you got me this time, Cowboys fans. God, man. Just keep uh, doing what you're doing. That's okay, it. but just, just, he also got, just, just he also keep got doing what you're doing. When Michael Urban comes That's on fine. before they play the Titans talking about we will reclaim that's our rightful spot on Michael the Irvin, that's Michael Ir- to the That's because Michael Irvin has no spot on TV. <laughs> he shouldn't be on there, and he never should be. I loved it. I, like I loved it. That was great. I just As don't like Cowboys Michael Irvin. Fan, I feel like you just shouldn't talk As shit. As a commentator. So, until the ring goes I, on the floor. I think Irvin's rant, it aged. It was like wine. It aged well. I just don't like Michael Irvin on TV. He also He's said kind of annoying on TV. Have I love him as a player. That's all you got to do. Wait, that's what he said? Yeah, he like... When did he say that? He was on ESPN. He's like, you just got to stay in front of him. Got to stay in front of him. And I was like, wow, that's the most uneducated football thing. And you play professional football. As a receiver, all you have to do is just catch the ball. Right? Oh, and if you drop the ball, you you have one job. You just catch the ball. The only thing you have to do. All we do is record podcasts. We have one job. We do it well. That's that's all we do. Except for all (laughs) of three of our day jobs. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the 7-4-1 Steelers traveling to Oakland. I don't even know if they're going to show up for this game, the Raiders. Two and ten. Uh, Steelers are twelve and a half point favorites. I think they cover. I think they just run it up on yeah. them. I mean, before the CJ Anderson trade, I was gonna have the Steelers win this, but now I have Oakland. Yeah, no. Anderson, I'm just his uh, Raiders debut going yeah, off for no, like five it's, touchdowns. It's gonna be historic, but no, Pittsburgh is gonna <laughs> smash them. Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna even be. A yeah, question. I got the Steelers covering this. All right, the four and eight Detroit Lions taking on the three and nine Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Detroit's favored by one point. We're not sure if. Carry on Johnson's going to play or not? Um, I hope so for my fantasy team. But uh, Christian, who do you think wins this? What's your pick against the spread? I think that the Lions cover. Okay. I think they, if if they win, it's going to be by more than one and a half, and I think they will win. Well, it's only one, so I mean two right. minus one. So they either push right. or yeah. that's what I'm saying. They're, they, exactly. If I think that, which I will think they win, it has yeah, to yeah. be by more. So. I I think the Lions win this game. I know on the fantasy podcast. 
Uh, Adam is a Lions fan himself and even predicted that he thought the Cardinals were going to win this game. Um, I just think Stafford's going to find a way just to outman a Cardinals team that's not very exciting. It's going to be a very boring game. The Cardinals are... Let me just say, Carryon Johnson's not going to play for the rest of the year. They're going to shut him down. That's what what I'm terrified about. No, I'm I'm letting you know right now. He's he's not playing. Garrett Blunt's going to be the running back. I'm holding out a little (laughs) bit. Garrett Blunt... Don't you just love that name, Corbin? Steal no. that Yeah, the Cardinals already got their win against an NFC North team last week when they beat the Packers. So, yeah, I'm going with the yeah, Lions. The Packers are crappy. The Lions actually... Oh, never mind. That's Corbin's team. <laughs> so, right. the last... Let's, oh. let's move on. we got two games left. So, the Sunday night game. This is going to be a good game. Love we got it. the 11-1 and Rams taking on the 8-4 and Bears in Chicago. Rams are three-point favorites. Christian, what do you think? They're going to cover. Uh, the defense will play... Chicago's defense will play well against the Rams, but... They're not going to hold them to, to only three more points or three less points. Yeah. If Mitch Trubisky plays, this is going to be obviously a lot closer game than <clears throat> if yeah, Chase Daniel is the quarterback for the Bears. I think if Trubisky plays, they're going to make it a game and have a chance to you know pull something off. But I really am not going to put my upset on this one because I really just think the Rams are no the best team points. in the league. So they're going to have to really catch them on their worst day or come up on their best day. Even though their defense is one of the only ones that can show up and you know play at a tier one level, I just still don't think it's enough. Yeah, especially with the Saints losing last week, chance. the Rams they don't want to go back to New Orleans to play another no, game in the playoffs. They're they're motivated to win out the rest of this year. So yeah, I got the Rams winning. I have them covering by three points. Bears are a good team. They're gonna make the playoffs, but. Uh, yeah, it's the Rams minus three. I'll take that. So All right, last, uh, last game Monday night. Minnesota Vikings six five and one go to Seattle to take on the seven and five Seahawks. Right now, Seattle is a three point favorite. Christian, Seattle doesn't cover. Minnesota wins the game. I completely agree. Minnesota wins. They're in need of a win right now at six five and one. They're in the playoff hunt and they're desperate. I think Kirk Cousins is going to come out firing. I think Kirk. I'll even bet on this. Kirk Cousins hits you with a you like that when they win the twice. Game. Two of them, I bet. Right, throws his helmet triple to the pop. Three pumps. What, three what, pumps in it. You like that. Puts Let's some, get it. Kawhi, Captain Kirk. Puts on some Kawhi New Balances and walks out. <laughs> That's it. Drop the New Balance. I forgot what Kirk Cousins' stats are for um, prime, prime time, prime time games. No, but prime time games, he's struggled historically. There's some stat about that. I'm really conflicted with this one. I'm. He's like, I can't see the Vikings. I'm such <laughs> a Packers fan. Numbers, numbers, I, my numbers, bias numbers. is just, oh my God. <laughs> it's, the Vikings. The it's the Vikings and he knows it, so. Uh, the Seahawks, the fact that they're I'll, I'll in this position the, right now is baffling. The fact that they have is, a playoff chance they should they not be a dismantled their team. defense and then the one player that had talent, Earl Thomas, went down for the year and they still found a way to be at the place that they yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go. Since it's so close, I like the Vikings plus three, so I'll go with the Vikings. I'd go Vikings seven spread, wow. even if that was that. Okay. Yeah, they're um, gonna really win. What if the Vikings were favored by seven? Whatever the they're gonna win by like two touchdowns. Okay, well then yeah. you should definitely buy some points on them. Buy some points. Stay. I'm telling you, keep me out of the gambling <laughs> world. I'm trying, trying to stay away from it for now because I'm getting right. it at some point. If the Dallas Cowboys could buy points, Jerry would do it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I would do it for them. I'm sure you would. So would every Cowboy fan. So all right, well that's it for. <laughs> Des caught it. Des definitely caught it. We can agree. Des caught that. No shot. All right, we're not ending, we're not ending the podcast on that Des debate, please. With the ground. <laughs> yeah. But thank uh, you guys so much for joining us. You know, the NFL season, it's getting right to the beef of it right now. So right now, a lot of teams. Potatoes. Yeah, a lot of teams right now are on the border, only have another week or two to rather get themselves in the playoff hunt or obviously the elimination. So it's really exciting for a lot of teams going around. For you guys, thank you so much for being here with me together, all three of us. It's yeah. so awesome to do it again. So I know schedules are crazy, and me and Christian hold it down, and me and Corbin hold it down, and we do all types of whatever we can together. So it's just nice to have all three of us together. And yeah. check out the Fantasy Podcast, too, guys. We put up an episode tonight uh, at FFB Unwrapped, and we're going to be dropping an NBA episode also that is in the works, uh, just getting edited with the special guest that we had on tonight also, and now this NFL one with the three of us coming out for you guys. Definitely, guys. A lot full panel of pods. Full panel of pods. Yeah, guys. And we do have the website dropping in a couple weeks at unwrappedsportsnetwork.com. It's already up right now with just a construction page, but it's going to be up with all of our articles. We'll hopefully have some videos embedded, all of our podcasts all on one page. So you can just go to a one stop shop for us. And we're going to have a lot of guest rankers on there for fantasy, for, you know, and we're going to 
we'll be working with fantasy basketball a little bit too. And hopefully, you know, get into a lot more markets. I know we were talking about sports betting and, yeah. Yeah. you know, college football. I know my, uh, Mike, who we did on, have on the NBA podcast tonight, you guys will hear. Such a pleasure to have him on. He's going to be heading up our college football podcast with Christian. And we've already... So a lot, lot of big things in the works. Big course. things, yeah. So if you guys have any questions about... Anything fantasy football, you can hit up us, hit up Adam. If you have hit anything, if you have anything about NFL, <laughs> you know, hit us up too. Place. Slide on my DMs. And please, you know, keep following us on Twitter and staying active with us. We really appreciate you guys, and I just hope you guys have a happy holiday season. Now that we've entered December, I hope your decorations are up, Sweet. and you know, everyone's cheerful uh, drinking eggnog like Corbin. Yo, I'll shitting, be shitting your we, brains we, out. We got eggnog. Perry's got the, stock, my baby. favorite type I'm of stock. eggnog. As soon as this podcast is over, I am drinking that. I'm going to hit a glass, too. Corbin eats the Subway (laughs) tuna and downs it with the eggnog. His stomach (laughs) hates it. His stomach... He's like, I won't drink alcohol, but I'll taste this tuna. I I, I commend you for it because (laughs) I would drink a whole bottle of vodka... Up my bunghole before I eat a sub- Subway tuna. Do they hold a gun to the tuna's head? Be disgusting! Be worse! Like, are they tortured? Oh my god! It's pink. So, oh my god! I mean, I manage I manage a sushi restaurant too, and I, I gotta tell you, like the type of tuna we have at least is real, but. That stuff's got to be If I was a POW in a foreign country <laughs> and they fed me the Subway tuna, I'd be like, yo, I know a POW, uh, but I at least have basic human rights. You can't feed me this shit. <laughs> give me an apple or like a wrong piece of cheese or something. Give me a cracker. And every, every time I go to Subway and get a tuna sandwich, I make sure that I take a picture of it and send it to Christian. He just wants to make me throw up while I'm working. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So we uh, know we know his subway order now. If anyone wants to send yes. uh, Christmas presents to us, you it's make depression. sure you send or, us or send it to Christian. A I think subway gift it. card for Corbin for our Christmas gifts. If you guys love us, you can hit us up and get us our address. We'll get Corbin fed for the winter with his subway sandwiches. Yeah. We'll start a GoFundMe. Do you get but the tuna toasted? The tuna fund. Do you get the tuna toasted? No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, you'll get it toasted. And I usually get double it's tuna. It's too. not even a tuna <laughs> melt. Too much tuna. It's not even a tuna melt. It's a straight raw tuna. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to die. Thank All you guys right. so much yeah, for listening to our tuna debate, and we'll catch you guys next time. I'm going to throw up. <laughs>